0: Block Talk Radio. You're listening to Doctor EJ McKenzie on Block Talk Radio. Greetings, this is your host. Dr. E.J. McKenzie with the Master Key. Excuse me. We pray that uh, your first part of the day was blessed as we embark upon the second phase of this wonderful day of the month of January. Basically, we are halfway there. How fast time moves. Ladies and gentlemen... This is the day that the Lord has made It's a decision. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The only way that you and I can rejoice is you and I stay in focus on him. The Bible says he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. You have to fight to keep your mind on him. We live in a two dimensional world, but our spirit is a three dimensional spirit. It is the three dimensional that created the two dimensional. This realm is designed to incarcerate, to enslave. The realm of God is to liberate you and to walk in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. We like to. We're coming close to the end of this month. We're halfway there, so we would like to invite our chat guests, our um, those that's with us that's called in uh, today, to our last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday prayer line. It's five thirty a.m. Uh, when you begin to study the Word of the Lord, and you begin to look at the majority of the spiritual activity takes place between midnight and 6 a.m. in the morning. The majority of all spiritual activity takes place during that time, and usually at the time where men is asleep. So to pray at 5.30, to pray at 3 a.m., we did a 3 a.m. watch last year. Uh, for 40 days. To do it 3 a.m., that's, that's a level of measure, sacrifice. We did it because God told us, number one. It's a sacrifice. But what I notice about when God asks you to do something, there's always a grace to be able to do it and a grace to be able to accomplish it. Reason we fail is we try to accomplish things out of our own strength. Grace is never provided. And then it's a sin. So he will always give you the grace to accomplish, not only the grace, but the anointing always comes with the grace, the ability of God to accomplish his heart and his mind. Prayer, 5 a.m., the last Monday, the last Tuesday, the last Wednesday, and our were New number, we had an old number, this is a new number. The new number is Erico, 712 If you mean business with God and you want to see some things happen in you and through you, things that God has spoken of your life, it's nothing like sowing it into somebody else's life, what you want to see happen to you. You pray it in them and watch what God do for you. What do you want to see happen in your life? If it's not happening in your pastor's life, pray it into your pastor. Birth it into your pastor, your leader. And then God will allow the law, a reciprocation to be activated. And you will reciprocate what you have sown into their life. What you desire to see in your children's life, sow that into another family's life, another man and woman of God's children's life. Begin to fast pray for not your family, your children, but the other couple's children. Then God will turn around and cause the Lord restoration to be activated in your life and your children's life. Your children will reap what you're sowing into another family, other children's lives. A lot of people don't understand that, and that's why they don't see a lot of things transpiring. They pray for them, therefore, no more. They pray, God, do this in my children, do this in my children, do this in my children. And one thing I notice about God, when you forget about yourself, your needs, and you're more concerned about the care and the needs of others. He will cause it to operate in your life speedily, speedily. So join us on the last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Tell your families and friends all over the nation uh, to join us at 5:30 uh, a.m. And our new number once again is area code seven one two four three two thirty nine hundred area code seven one two four three two thirty nine hundred. Our code is twenty-eight seventy three eighty one pound. Twenty eight seventy three eighty one pound. Uh we do have a playback number. Those of you that desire to go back and pray along with us with the previous prayer. We, we, last month was our first time uh doing it. Uh praying with this new number. And we have a reference number. This the first time last month. So we have a playback number, the playback number is 712-432-3903, 712-432-3903, and the same code, same code. But they have reference numbers to the different days of prayer. So it should be only three there, Um, uh, maybe two, because I think we had some technical difficulties on one of those days that the uh, system shut down on us but you can go and get those reference numbers and you can pray along with it you have to um key those in and that uh particular prayer date will come up and you can pray along with us and the um uh, uh you have to go to the website ejmpcc.com ejmpcc.com and get the reference number and you can pray along with us uh one of the things what I love about uh God in and the creation of God, this time that we're living in, the technology that we have available to us wasn't available then. But you ever notice in the Word of the Lord, where the Bible talks about uh, the Word of God begin to speak on how there's things that is written. And what I mean by that, Jesus made a statement um, to the tw- uh, 70 when they came back as he gave them authority and power to cast out devils. Uh, the Bible says that when they came in, they were rejoicing. They were rejoicing because uh, the demons were subject to them in Jesus' name. And Jesus made a statement said, don't rejoice because the demons are subject to you in my name, but rejoice because Your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. So there is there is a form of technology, but there's no technology that can supersede the mind of God. God is the ultimate. He's omniscient. He knows everything. So here we have technology that with with phone lines, internet. the different social medias that can reach around the world. Around the world. This radio program, literally, anybody around the world can tap into it. But we can tap into the mind of God, where every living being, every living creature, Uh, Every living entity, every tree all over the world is tapped into the mind of God. He created it all. He knows the hairs that is on your head if you have hair. He knows the number of them. He knows the number of hair you have on your legs, your arm. That's fascinating. That's just not me. That's just not you. That's every human being upon the face of the earth. What computer system do you know? what computer system that you know that can house that much or restore that much information, knowing every the name of every human being, not only the name of every human being, over six billion not only knowing the name I don't know if we' up to seven yet uh uh six over six billion. People on this planet, he know everybody by name. He know the the number of the hairs on everybody's head. Oh six over six billion. He 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 knows what's going to transpire today. Every six billion, not only the six billion people, over six billion people, he know what tree is going to be blown down today, what tree is going to be planted today. He know what dog is going to give birth to a puppy today. He know what uh um bull is gonna give a birth to a cat. I think bull is a mother, but I don't I don't know animals that well. He knows exactly everything. What's going to transpire before it transpire? Now God, what kind of God is that? He's God. And there's none none else that can be compared unto him. He is God. He is God. Ladies and gentlemen, we are called to a season of the supernatural. I believe that we are living in a realm today uh, of the supernatural. God has called us um, um, to be consciously aware, to expect uh, supernatural things. What is the enemy of the supernatural? What is the enemy of the supernatural? The enemy of the supernatural is always the natural. The natural will always be your greatest enemy of the supernatural. The enemy's ultimate goal is to always get you to focus, to look on what is created, what is natural. If he can get you to do that, he knows it's going to. If it don't stop it, it can hinder. It can hinder your faith, your trust in a supernatural God. His ultimate goal is to stop that because he knows that that's where everything operates. Everything germinates. It germinates from the realm of God. That is why there's always been such a demand for you and I to live by faith and not by sight. To live by faith and not by sight. And God will always allow you and I to be in different circumstances, situation, to expose and to reveal to us what, what realm that you and I are living in? Am I living in this realm? Am I more conscious of this realm, or am I more conscious of the realm of God? The purpose of you and I being born again is that you and I will develop in the realm of God. We're born again. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Just like you had to, de- you had to develop as a infant. Until until a a child, a child, uh, uh, adolescent, adolescent, young adult, young adult, on up, it's just a process of development. Even as it is in the natural so it is in the spirit. There, even as your natural eyes develop, your spiritual eyes develop. Even as your natural ears develop, your spiritual ears have to be developed. So the progress. So the greatest enemy, the greatest enemy of the progress, the progression in the realm of the spirit, is always the natural. That which was born of flesh is flesh. That which was born of spirit is spirit. So the flesh will always fight the spirit, and the spirit will always war against the flesh. According to the book of Galatians, there. So therefore, today is set aside to communicate and and to articulate on relationships. Relationships. I was uh uh had to deal with something on yesterday, and. I thank God for it. I went, um, my my, my motives usually is pure anytime I address a situation or somebody. My, I have always attempted, I like helping people. That's who God made me. Um, I will give you my last to trust that God will supernaturally bless me. Do you remember the story in the word of the Lord uh, concerning Lot and Abraham? That Abraham and Lot, Lot began to prosper because he was in relation to Abraham. But they began to prosper and had so much possessions and stuff that the herdsmen of Lot began to have a confrontation with the herdsmen of Abraham. Abraham went to him and Abraham began to share. So listen, we're brethren. Let's not fight. Let's go ahead and part from one another so there will be no confrontation. We family. He said, look at the plan. Is the the look, this the whole land is before us. You choose the land. You choose the land and I will go the opposite way. So he looked over the land and he looked at the plains of uh uh Sodom and Gomorrah. The scripture didn't say Solomon Gomorrah, but that was the area. It, it saw that it was a water plain, uh a perfect spot for grazing animals. He took that. Abraham went the opposite way. Let me share a principle with you. In the natural Abraham lost, but he really didn't lose. When Lot took the best plane, Abraham went the opposite way. That means he didn't have the best plane. But when you understand how the supernatural work, whatever you choose in God, it may not in the natural appear to be the best. But you will out the one that took the best and the natural. Because God did not make a covenant with Lot. God made a covenant with Abraham. So that means wherever Abraham would go, God would be with him. Whatever Abraham touched would turn into gold. So Lot took the best and the natural. Abraham Took that which was not the best in the natural, but because God was with him, it'll automatically be the best. Because God that created the heavens and the earth, the world and all that it, they that dwells therein, was connected with Abraham. He covenanted with Abraham. So, reason breaking this out, so you got one that's operating in the realm of the spirit, another operating in the realm of the natural but the one that that walked in the realm of the Spirit prospered more than the one that walked in the natural. Where even Lot choosing naturally what was best from based on what he was able to see with his natural eyes was the very thing that God destroyed. God rained down fire upon the place that Lot chose that appeared to be the best, Solomon Gomorrah. But what he appeared to be the best was the most wicked. And the natural looked good, but it was the most wicked. And the man that took the opposite direction had to intercede that God destroy not Lot and his family, who had chose the best land. Which turned out to be the most wicked land. Are you getting this? So, your fight will always be the natural. The natural will always fight you. And so, going back to this MMA, my attempt has always been to try to aid, to help, to try to get people to see things from a Kingdom or spiritual perspective. I discovered something yesterday. And I've been saying this for a while. The most dangerous thing to a person besides the natural is the intellect, the reasoning faculty. See, that's how spirits manipulate. To make you believe a thing, and I was talking to someone uh, yesterday, and I said, what guarantee you that what you're doing is going to produce a different outcome than what you've been experiencing all the time that you've been saved? I didn't say it like that. I said, what- what are you doing different, ladies and gentlemen? I need you and people hear me saying this for years. One thing I know is this here: you cannot help nobody who already believe they got the solution. Now think about it now if you're doing the same thing that you've been doing for the last 50 years, somebody come to you and say, why are you doing this? I call it spiritual gymnastics. What is spiritual gymnastics? You are doing spiritual things. Trying to get, produce a spiritual result. Now, The only way those spiritual things will work, if the Holy Spirit initiated them, you're led by the Spirit of God to do them. Otherwise, it's a form of witchcraft. You are trying to make God do something that he most likely didn't lead you to do because if he did, you wouldn't be here today. Because you would have experienced and encountered God many, 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 many years ago. I'm trying to help you to see. Now, the reason I'm saying that it didn't have everything to do with relationships. Every single thing to do with relationships. First, your relationship with God. If you're married, second, your relationship with your spouse. Third, your relationship with your children. Then your relationship with your pastor. These are, these are, these are the orders of God. Boss on your job, I'm going on down. He's an order relationship. You cannot uh help somebody who do not believe nor trust in you. That's how the enemy diffuses people from getting what they want. I'm I've been shepherding for a long time. This is a pattern. Uh, some of you probably have heard me share about a young lady that should be uh, a member of our church that was in the occult, and uh, and uh, she came to Panorama, and um, I, I learned some things from her about people in the occult. I like to pick people's brain. Um, God has graced me, called me in the areas of prayer, intercession, warfare. And so therefore I like to kind of uh, uh, have insights into my opponent. But to make a long story short is uh, the young ladies are getting manipulated, those spirits start manipulating her to detach herself from me. And uh, she had stopped coming to church, stopped communicating. Then some of the uh, members were communicating with her and told her she should come and sit down and commune with me. She did, made an appointment, told me. She felt like the Lord was leading her uh, uh, to move on. It, isn't it amazing how we are so comfortable today to lie on God? We... we there's no fear of God. Very little fear of God, people. Be, the Lord spoke to me. The Lord spoke to me. And people be lying. That's their flesh. They, they, The Lord didn't speak to them, but that is the very thing they want to do. But they use the Lord's names for you not to say anything to them. So I didn't say anything to them. I'm saying, I said, now, um, you do realize and understand that the enemy knows that I can help you. I said, you know that, right? She didn't say a word. She was real quiet. The spirits won't let her talk. I said, the enemy knows he's trying to separate you from the very person that can help you. She didn't say nothing. So I prayed over released her. Six months later, she died. She died. The enemy will always manipulate you from the person that God has assigned to help you. That can help you. The Bible tells us in the last days, people will be quick to believe a lie than the truth. They're quick to believe the lie than the truth. I'm seeing a pattern here, how the enemy comes to manipulate and destroy relationships. Isn't it amazing that just say if you are married. And your spouse has a grace on their life. And the evidence is the fruit. People's lives are being helped. People's lives are changing. But you may may be married to this person. How is it that everybody else can be helped but you can't? You You should know that something is wrong. You should know that something is wrong. And I remember... Uh, talking to someone about this a a while back I always know and can discern when uh, a person has ceased to receive from me or to believe in me and trust me because when I pray for them my prayers come back it don't rest on them they come back and the, the reason to come back is because they re, they have rejected me. Jesus, said, when you reject me, you not reject me; you reject the Father who sent me. That's what we we don't understand. Jesus could not do many mighty miracles because of the people's unbelief. Because of the people's unbelief, there is a satanic power that is designed to steal, kill, and destroy. But what do you do in a situation like that? This is good because God will use it exposed. Where you located. Not the person that don't believe in you and trust you. Where you located. That you now must make some adjustments. You to live in peace and to live in love all the days of your life. And so you're not here... And, and I think really last night, I know that last night's uh, broadcast was totally supernatural because I had no parts, plans to sh- uh, communicate on those things, but that was straight from the throne of God. And anyone that have any kind of discernment can can, can can notice it because of the flow, uh, the flow of the Spirit of God and things he was articulating on last night. And once again, he was t- sharing on relationship, which that wasn't my plan, to share on relationships. Why is God is uh, communicating about relationships because nothing is going to work outside of how relationships is designed to work. God the one that created it. You and I will never be able to get what we need unless we we submit and yield to the biblical, ordained, appointed, and anointed relationships. That's how it works. We make the adjustments in the line. First, it's the relationship with God. But I hear people say that, but don't have it. Tell everybody else, but they don't have it themselves. I think it's time for all of us to examine ourselves, so we can be in alignment with God. Only God can bring everything in alignment. He's the Creator of all things. Something's out of whack. I normally start with me when things is out of whack. When I see things are not work, right, I used to try to stop. Me. I how to get quiet and start meditating, and I told you to show me. Uh, what's the source? What's the issue? Try to deal with me. Most important thing is, as the head of a, a relationship or a ministry or a business, it all falls on the head. It all falls on the head. If the head is in divine alignment, then the head can make everything else fall, or he will remove it. He'll remove it. He know how to plant new uh, new vines if the old vine is not producing fruit. If the old vine is producing sour grapes, he knew what to do. But you don't pray for that. You don't look for that. You try to do everything in your power to save the vine. You try to do everything in your power to cause the vine to begin to produce uh, uh, sweet, juicy Grapes, and not sour grapes. You have, to, you have to do everything in your power. So the enemy's ultimate goal is to to alter and to stop and block what God has established. God has an order. He has an order. He has an order. One of the fascinating things uh, uh, to me is uh, something I heard on yesterday. An individual uh, shared this with me, and and and. They condescended in their thinking, their heart and their mind to a natural realm, but love communicating about spiritual things and spiritual matters, but they condescended they made it articulate it's okay to be this way. a lot of people is this way. How shot. Should have been shot. Uh, shot. What that got to do with you in the word? What God says? So you, it's okay to be defeated in a failure in an area of your life. It's okay. When the word of God don't talk about that, so man has become their standard, and that's that. And and and, and all we got to do is just. Look at that person's life. That is the case. God is not the standard. The Word is not the standard. That's a trick, ladies and gentlemen, for you and I to look on human beings and see God use human beings, but know that there is uh, uh, character flaws is, and we make adjustments. It's okay for me to have them so God, as long as God can use me. Christ is the standard. You don't have absolutely no clue What God is doing with that person? None. But you will condescend and lower yourself to the standard of the natural and not the standard of Christ and strive to be like him, strive to live like him. It's not okay if it's not Jesus. Nothing is okay if it's not Jesus. So therefore, where are you located today in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Is it based on a natural, spiritual perspective? But one thing I know about God, he he is a God of restoration, a God of love, a God of peace, a God of mercy, a God of grace. And God has the ability and the power to restore the years at the local, the canker, the cattle, and the plumworm is eaten. But he would never make us. He would never make us your level and my level of intimacy with him is contingent upon how much faith we have in him and my faith in him is contingent upon how how much i'm willing to allow him to reveal himself to me he don't reveal himself to me in the scripture he reveals himself to me in the valley of the shadow of death There is a revelation about him in the scripture. It's different to know something about a person and to know a person. What do you think your faith, the strength of your faith would be on a scale of one to ten? Knowing something about a person and knowing the person. Your faith probably would be eight nine or ten in a person if you know them your faith probably going to be on a scale maybe one or two in a person if you only knew something about the person so you can you can you can be saved 50 years and know only things about him because you like studying, you like reading. But going back to the Bible, that he is a hearer of the word and, do it, and not a do of the word, in his own self. He deceives his own self. So if there's no application, then there can never, ever be a revelation. God revealed himself to Abraham he said, get the other that comes to thy father's house and go to the place I should tell you. It was his doing, his doing, revealed where he was located in his relationship with God. And the Bible says it was counted unto him for righteousness. Counted unto him for righteousness. Let me ask you this question here. Those of you that has joined us on block, on, on the block talking, not block talk, but chat. And uh, those with us uh, live today. We have you. If any of you that is married, let me ask you this How well do you know your spouse? How well do you know your spouse? Do you think that you can know your spouse? And I'm not talking about. Remember, we started out talking about the natural and the supernatural. The greatest enemy to the supernatural is the natural. The greatest enemy to the supernatural is the natural. So let me ask you the question. Do you think... We were sharing last night about uh, Abraham and, and Sarah and how Abraham was manipulated and submitted to the instructions of Sarah after God had already gave him instructions. But when he got his act together, it took him a long time. And because of his relationship with God... Sarah was affected. Abraham's body changed, her body changed. They had a son. It was able to enjoy pleasure at ninety years old, a hundred years old. She ended up calling him Lord. Ended up calling him Lord because now she got a revelation of who her husband was after his stand with God. After his stand with God. So if you were married today. You're a female, do you know your husband? If you're a male, do you know your wife? Paul said, I know no man after the flesh, but after the spirit. Do you hear that? He said, I know no man after the flesh, but after the spirit. Do you know your spouse by the spirit? That's the only way that you'll be able to trust them. If they're worthy of trust. Do you know your spouse by the spirit? Or do you know your spouse only by the flesh? Only by the flesh. Which one? Isn't it amazing how we have a tendency to gravitate towards people that can never help us. We have a tendency to gravitate towards people that flatters us because they don't know us. I look at my children, my three girls. All of them got their own Spear of influence of their own friends, but you want to know something: they can lie, live a lie to their friends, but they can live it towards their sister because they know each other. Their friends think they they the best things since "quote unquote" sliced bread, but their siblings really know them. So who you think they're going to have a tendency to gravitate towards and want to be around the most? Their friends. Then their own siblings. Because in their mind, their friends value them. In their mind, their friends appreciate them. But their friends really don't know them. Their friends don't live with them. If their friends lived with them they will begin to see the real nitty-gritty. Can they still be their friends then? Or are their friendship based on a false image in their mind of one another? Is their friendship based on a lie that they accepted as truth in their hearts towards one another? Think about it. How is it that you can be more intimate with someone outside of your house, in your house? And that's almost every household. That should let us know that something is wrong. That should let us know something is wrong. That means we are more natural and carnal than we are spiritual, and it means we love lies more than the truth. What could God do with us with that kind of mentality? Absolutely not. Jesus was intimate with the Father. The will of the Father I would do. The Son loves the Father. The Father loves the Son. Heaven is our pattern. How many of you spouses that is online on this broadcast today, how many of you all, is intimate like the father and the son. And I'm talking about truth. I'm not talking about show. Because there's a lot of showmanship that goes on in the body of Christ. We want to appear to be one way to the people and know we're not that way for real. We care more about the opinions of men than God. God ain't real to us. We rather live a lie before people and die and go to hell than to live the truth before men and make it with God it's amazing to me it's fascinating to see how this plays out and the level of measure of carnality that we have and and the like of a Christian really knowing Jesus Christ really knowing him knowing about him so How many of you spouses can say that you are intimate, like Jesus was intimate with the Father? Since heaven is the pattern for earth, heaven is the pattern for earthly relationships, and Jesus was intimate, 100% intimate. Then maybe my question should be to you married people, is this here? Do you believe it's God's will for you to be intimate? And once again, intimate in that sex. To be intimate, that's the only way you can become one. This lead this reason shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and the two shall become one. And the two shall become one, and the two shall become one. That's a responsibility and a choice. If there is no oneness, then ask yourself this question Why me and my spouse is not one? Why we are not one. Now, is it God's will? You will agree it's God's will because it's the word of God. So if it's God's will for every spouse that is married, well, your spouse, you are married, to be one, then why isn't there more oneness in the body of Christ with husbands and wives? Was your marriage ceremony a lie? I'm going to ask you a question again. Was your marriage ceremony a lie? Did it start off wrong that the wedding ceremony was for the accolades of men? and not for the glory of God. You wanted to have this nice wedding, and you wanted everybody to see you, and you want... I believe the greater greater judgment will fall on Kathy and myself. We had two ceremonies in one day. Two ceremonies. One here in Miami and one in St. Petersburg. One here was early, and we was joined together in holy matrimony. What holy matrimony? We covenanted with one another as unto the Lord Jesus Christ in the AM, in Miami, in the PM in St. Petersburg. Did the wedding here. Stayed around for a few minutes. Went and got out of our clothes. Uh, uh, the wedding clothes changed. Got on the plane. That's when she was getting on planes back then. Got on the plane and then went to St. Pete. Flew in Tampa and came over. And I that, that night. Church she grew up in. The pastor officiated the wedding ceremony. So twice in one day we was joined together in at a two ceremony joined together in holy matrimony so my question would be all of us that had a preacher join us together in holy matrimony holy was it a show was it was it to look good in the eyes of men that we really understand That we was obligated And had a responsibility unto God To become one God don't make you become one God don't make you He gives you a charge to become one So that means You have to Make up in your mind You're going to do everything within your power To become one For God to be glorified Are you hearing the Holy Spirit today? And that is the greatest fight. Because to become one, adjustments have to be made. To become one, denial have to be made. To become one, everybody got to give up their singleness, their single mentality, and and, and, and see that there is a greater responsibility. Everybody has to give up uh, hooks, cut hooks off of their lives, the hook of your parents, the hook of your siblings, the hook of everybody else to join yourself together with this man, this woman, to become one. So I must make up in my mind, I have an obligation and a responsibility, not unto Kathy, but unto God to become one. To become one. To become one. So, if you is not transparent, are you one? Absolutely not. Watch this right here. How many of you ladies that uh, uh, when you lie down at night with your husband that you dress sensual you dress sensual that means you're not going to bed with an Eskimo suit on because some days when you get they get married and they got the man I mean when you first started honeymoon you didn't wear no Eskimo suit then why are you wearing one now so How many of you ladies, when you go to bed, you dress sensual for your husband? You don't have your warm-up suit on, but you dress sensual. If you're going to dress sensual, it means you're going to dress in a way that's going to be revealing. It's going to be revealing. Basically, you're almost necking and out of shame. But the problem with that, ladies, is this right here. If that is the case, that you're willing to expose your natural, but you're not willing to expose your internal, or you're willing to expose your external, but you're not willing to expose your internal, it's a lie. How many ladies have used that to manipulate their spouse, to try to throw their spouse off track from what they have hidden? It's witchcraft. What is it? Witchcraft. So do we have a lot of relationships under the powers of witchcraft? Uh Uh-huh. Just like in the church. And so, so, intimacy have nothing to do with the external. All intimacy have everything to do with the internal. How many of you Married folks, as join us today. Your spouse is your best friend. There's a young couple that comes down here once a month. Uh, that we know, uh, they're in transition, so they come down for counsel once a month, and they make this statement: the young couple. I mean, they, I think they've been married maybe about, oh, I don't know, how many years—not five, six years. But it made a statement, we are best friends. We are best friends. The young man had articulated how he was struggling with pornography, but he told his wife so she can stand with him and battle with him. How many men, how many husbands listening to me today could expose that you're challenged in a certain area and you can go to your wife For her to war with you, battle with you, and pray with you, and cover you. Very few men would do that. She had shared with her husband how a young man that she was in relationship with when she lived in her hometown. She don't live in her hometown now. Some kind of way there was a reconnect. And all of these emotions start coming back up. These feelings was being stirred up because they never brought the relationship to a closure. It just, she went away, he went his way. And so things was open. She shared with her husband what she was feeling and and what was going on on the inside of her for her husband to battle. Young people, you got to be 50 years old. They're married 50 years, 60 years, and, and never done that. That means they never experienced intimacy. I admire them. And they come to us for counsel. I admire them. I admire them. And, of course, they admire us, but they don't know me intimately. But I admire them. How many could be, and it is God's will, for us to live on that level. For us to live on that level. And so therefore, therefore, that intimacy. He shared his wife with pornography. She shared with her husband that what had transpired. Didn't lie, didn't hide it from her husband. A couple like that will go... A long way. They will go a long way. Their experience of level of measure of is more than the average couples I know. More than the average couple I know, even in panorama. Why do you think the average man would, would not communicate to his wife if they struggle with pornography? Why do you think the average woman would not communicate with her husband that she's child in a certain area? Why? fear fear is self preservation and that's already right there to tell you it's going to fall that's form of pride too because you care more about yourself your image you want your spouse to see you in a certain way why do we want people to see us in a certain way when we and when when it ain't real when it's not true then you love lies you love lies you love masquerading you love play acting you love you you probably have a passion to be an actor an actress you live, you want to live in that realm but you don't even like the real you that most like that's what it is you don't like you so you got to pretend and show somebody else a a false you that ain't really you because you don't like you And you want the person to like somebody else. So your spouse may have married somebody and really didn't marry real you. So you don't even like the real you. You presented them with a false image that they married. A false image they married. They never married the real you. Because you never showed them the real you. How is it that you can change? You get married. And, and within a month, there's a drastic change in your personality and everything. He said, wait a minute, what is this? Where does it come from? Because they thought they got one person, but they married another person. And usually marriages like that don't last. If the adjustments do not, make, uh, do not take place and they apologize and say, so I've been living a lie, this is really not, but this is who who I am. And if you want to divorce me, I know it's okay. But if I'm just telling you the truth now. God could work a marriage out like that. You know why? Because they came clean and they was willing to accept what of the consequences is because they know that they did not tell the truth. So they're willing to suffer the consequences. What that reveals, they got a relationship with God. And they've had a God more than they spouse at this time. And when the conviction has come, now they will, they don't care. They just want to get it right with God. And so say, God, whatever the consequence is, I accept it. I just ask you to be merciful to me. That's the person that has a relationship with God. That's the person that knows God. Are you all hearing the Holy Spirit up in here, ladies and gentlemen? The devil is a manipulator. But a lot of people love the devil. They'd love to live this kind of stuff, then live in the truth. That means they don't have a relationship with God. He said, the will of your father you will do. The will of your father you will do. The will of your father you will do. And if you tell somebody that Satan is your daddy, they will want to go to war with you. Now, I'm ask you a question. The Bible says, he that is of uh, he uh, the devil. Now, the no scripture says, he that sinneth is of the devil. That's what the King James Version says. But the actual narration is he that practices sin because all of us sin <laughs> and come short of the glory of God. What, what does it mean to practice sin? That it become a lifestyle. It's become a lifestyle. Now, when sin become a lifestyle, because the Bible says he is born of God, sin is not. He that is born of God, sin is not. Or he that is born of God, does not practice sin. It's impossible to be born of God. 1 John, go study it out. It's impossible to be born of God, and you're practicing sin. Impossible, the scripture says. So it is a practice of sin. Now, what transpired this young, this couple I was talking about, pornography, is it a sin? Of course it is. By the mere fact he exposed it to his wife reveals he's not practicing it. He wanted help. He could have heard it and said, Well, I'm going to God, I'm going to God, I'm going to God. He had to practice it. He is born of God, does not practice sin. So if sin has become a lifestyle, then we have to go to the Word. The Word. So the Bible says in John Jesus consult, uh, confronting, the, I think it's John eight, confronting uh, uh, the scribes and the Pharisees. He said, "You are of your father, the devil, for the will of your father you would do." So if a person is practicing sin, practicing, it become a lifestyle. Anyone know something? And they will never get help because they don't want nobody to know. They're more concerned about their image. Doesn't that sound like Satan? They got, Lucifer got kicked out of heaven. They're more concerned about the external than the internal, their reputation, anything else, looking good in front of mine. They already on put on, they already been put on the shelf, and don't even know they've been put on the shelf. So what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying this right here. The word of God will set us free. God want to set us free. God want to help us. He loves us affectionately. How in the world can I be a child of the devil and doing the work of God? I'm seeing a lot of that take place. I was, uh, uh, been looking at a lot of pastors that's been under the influence of demon spirits. And now demons begin to manifest. And they shock how, I didn't know something like this was in me. And they want to know how could this be? I've been delivering people, sending people free. People will understand this right here. Don't think. Listen, if, 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 I have left the door open, and the devil is manipulating me, and I'm casting out devils. Do you not understand? The devil will cast out a devil to get the devil back in there later on, to keep you up under the spirit of deception. Do you not know you can you flow in the goods of the spirit? And at the last day, Jesus, I know you're not. You work of iniquity. But we see all the scripture, but we don't see it fit for us. We think we're exempt from that. We don't. That ain't. They ain't talking about me. And I'm living that kind of lifestyle. Something's wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Let us get our act together. Let us fall on our face before the most High God. Let us say, God, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to be restored to you. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to be the man of God, the husband, the father, that you've ordained upon and only me to be. I'm tired of this uh, mundane, powerless life that I've been living. Tired of it, God. I'm tired of, of being dominated by my flesh. I'm tired of being dominated by what I see, hear, smell, taste, and feel than living and walking in the Spirit of God. I uh, allowed myself to get out of character uh, yesterday, and which was a revelation. When you and I allow ourselves to get out of character, it reveals only one thing. And I'm only reveals where we're located, and it shows us something about where we we are not where we thought we were. Man, I didn't realize that. I'm a, a minute over. Well, I pray that the Lord has spoken something to your heart and your mind today, and challenge you. This is a day of adjustment. And I believe it's supernatural adjustment because God has brought into us remember, the supernatural. we, see we, we want to use the supernatural, cast out devilly hands on the sick. Let's let's yield to the supernatural spirit of God to lead us in supernatural relationships, to relate supernaturally. But that can never happen when you're locked down to the natural. Or oh, you can do supernatural things for other people. The anointing will come upon you, and God will use you to bless other people. But you yourself will always be incarcerated. Aren't you tired? Come on, let's get our act together. Let me pray for you. Father, we're so grateful and thankful for you being who you are. I thank and I praise you for how you're exposing me and showing me where I'm located and where I'm not located. I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you praise for not allowing me to walk in deception and allowing me to walk in self-deception. Thank you, Lord God, for your convicting power that is manifesting in my life, convicting me of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Now, Lord God, as you're doing it in me, I pray you do it with our radio audience, oh God. Lord God, you are the God of relationships, and I pray that you will bring conviction of sin, righteousness, and judgment to every husband that is uh, uh, listening to us and every uh, wife that is listening to us, oh God. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that you'll grace us to be real. You'll grace us to be real in everything that we do and say We know real. we can't be real unless we're real with you. Realness comes from you. You are the genuine. We are the copy. We are made in your image and your likeness. So therefore, Lord God Almighty, I pray that you right now will root up and root out of us, O oh God, all affections for anything and anyone else besides you, Lord God, so we can have a healthy relationship with you, so we can have a healthy relationship with our spouses and have a healthy relationship with our children. And even humanity at large in Jesus' name Lord God, grace us, Lord God To be willing to disdeny And to disown the natural So we can live supernaturally Affecting our natural That our natural be supernaturally in char- uh, supernatural charged By our spirit Or the supernatural that we live in Even the supernatural realm that you called Every born again believer to In Jesus' name I pray that you would take what the enemy meant for evil Concerning every marriage And how you would turn it around For good, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray right now, Father, that 2000, O God, uh, and 13 um, will be a year of the supernatural intervention, moving ways and swings of the Holy Ghost uh, in every marriage in the body of Christ, in every marriage of every apostle and prophet, and evangelist and pastor and teacher, Father, and all of those in our congregation, our communities, in Jesus' name. Let this be a year of revival, a reviving, O God, uh, our spirits, reviving our hearts, our minds, uh, in Jesus' name. Jesus' mighty name. So when our lives is revived, our marriages can be revived. When our marriages are revived, our families can be revived. When our families are revived, our churches can be revived. When our churches revive, our communities can be revived. When our communities revive, our state can be revived, or our city can be revived. Our city can revive our state. Our state can revive our nation. Our nation can revive other nations. And you will be glorified, magnified, and exalted in our midst in Jesus' mighty name. God, we thank, we praise you for bringing us to the place uh, that you would. Create in us a holy hatred for sin. A holy hatred for sin. Grace us, O God, with a holy violence. A violence against them. the workings of darkness, A violence to lay hold on the kingdom of God and allow the kingdom of God to lay hold on us, O God. And the kingdom of God expresses itself in us and through us. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we give the glory, honor, and praise for what you're doing you're going to do in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I seal this prayer by the atoning blood of Christ in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I decree and declare no weapon that is formed Against our radio audience shall prosper In every tongue that shall rise up against any judgment We shall condemn it For well, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord And our righteousness is of you, said the Lord Because righteousness is our victory Let righteousness prevail In our hearts, of our mind, of our spirit We ask it now in Jesus' name, amen Once again, it was a pleasure uh, Coming and sharing with you uh, We look forward to being with you On Saturday uh, Saturday broadcast. Sharing the areas of prayer, intercession, warfare, and the supernatural. This has been your host, Dr. E.J. McKenzie with The Master Key. Let the rest of your day be blessed, prosperous, and your midweek services be dynamite. God bless you.